and welcome back to Beyond the Tavern Wall, a D&D podcast where we discuss various different topics from characters, classes, uh, interesting things we find about our own campaigns and what we've seen in Dungeons & Dragons in general. I'm your host, Brayden Figgins, and I'm joined by the other awesome co-hosts who are going to introduce themselves. We're going to go ahead and start with Haley. I don't think we've started with you in a little for a little bit. Haley, go ahead and introduce yourself. And tell us uh, what your fa- what music are you listening to right now? Uh, hi everyone, I'm Haley. Um, right now, probably metal. I think is my top music genre. There we go, metal. That's Haley Hunter. Kick it off. Introduce yourself and tell us what your favorite music is right now. Well, hello, I'm Hunter. I've been listening to a lot of Margaritaville and Jimmy Buffett. Just enjoying the vibes, you know? <laughs> uh, hey, Sam. Hey, I'm not judging you. I'm judging you, but in a good way. Sam, good. introduce yourself and tell us what music you've been listening to. Hi, everyone. I'm Sam, and I've been listening to the same playlist for the past decade. <laughs> uh, but most of it is the band Camino. Dude, good band. I love the band Camino. Good band. I love their song, uh, uh, Blackbird. Kendall, introduce yourself and tell us what your music, what music you're listening to. Hey guys, and I am always listening to FBI Plant Taylor Swift. Amen. <laughs> also, I was on a like, I was like craving Fleetwood Mac this morning, so I was oh, just listening ooh. to Fleetwood Mac. Excellent choice. Yeah, I, I put Landslide on, like, repeat, and I think I cried in front of... No, I didn't cry in front of somebody, but I was, like, feeling like I wanted to cry. Anyway, I don't know who that is. Fleetwood I'll Mac? I'll explain it to you later. Whoa, we're about to become a music so podcast cool. after that. Yes, we are. <laughs> we're going to talk about how terrible... No, just kidding. Uh, and I want you to know, Sam, I don't even know if Blackbird is a song by the band Camino. I was naming yeah, a Beatles song. It's not. It's I was, not. I was naming a Beatles I was going to call you out on it, but then I wanted you to just live in your own personal bliss. I knew it wasn't a song, so I just wanted to be funny, and obviously it, it didn't kick off. So Roses is number one, and always will be. You don't, you're number one. Oh, thanks, Brayden. Again, I'm Brayden Figgins. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of like indie acoustic music. That's the stuff I'm listening to. And I've just like Sam, I've been listening to the same, out, same playlist, not for 10 years, but for the past two years. So uh, today's episode, I think Haley is probably the most excited for this episode. And she has been waiting for, what is this, 10 classes now to discuss? Haley? Yes. We can wait some more. We can wait no. some more. <laughs> Today. We, we already got through Paladins. That's the last important one. It's true. Paladins are the best class. Today. Oh. We are going to be discussing all about our lovely edgelords known as rogues. Haley, since you are the, the rogue lover in this group right here, what is a rogue? And what are they specifically to Dungeons & Dragons? Um, Stereotypical-wise, as you said, they're definitely the edgelord of the group, but they are... Someone who specializes in stealth and cunning, disarming traps, um, picking locks, and just being kind of mischievous little guys. Just your sneaky little snakes? Yeah. 
and I love every single one of them. <laughs> what to you, Haley? We're gonna keep. We're gonna keep. I'm gonna put you on the spot for a second for a few things. What do you think okay. makes rogues like better than other classes? Why? Why would should someone play a rogue over other classes? Um, I think that people should play rogues more than other classes because they have a lot of um class features that are usable in just about any scenario like um we'll talk about it and go more in depth later but uncanny dodge cunning action evasion and they have this thing called thieves can't that um can really play into a lot of role play scenarios i've never seen it ever i huh. use it quite often thank you very much and the and Brayden's character is a rogue in our in the Wednesday night group, and Thieves Kent hasn't really come into play because it's not really a big part of his backstory, um, in that sense. So we haven't had to use it as much. But in like when it comes to like thieves guilds or needing to leave a secret message, Thieves Kent can be seen basically anywhere you have a rogue when you have a rogue in your campaign. But we can talk about that later. We don't need to talk about it now. Um, rogues. I'm deleting that part. Um. <laughs> so wait, wait, I have a Don't question. Worry. Thieves can't is like spy talk of saying, for example, two spies sit on a bench. One of them says the red balloons look great on the pier. And that means something special. Yeah, it's like, it's like a code. Got it. Yeah. It, yeah. I thought, it, I thought originally it meant thieves can't insert blank here. Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah. Thieves can't have parents. It's uh, true. And it's, that, tr it's in the D&D bylaws. That leads us to the next part is what are the when you see a rogue in your campaigns, what are the general stereotypes that a rogue will have in their backstories or when they play? Um like Hunter said their parents are always dead and they have like this horrific tragic backstory or i've seen a lot that people will make their rogues evil as well that brings up another point it's like are evil that's something we can talk about later but are evil characters okay i think if you play them correctly and you talk to your um Dungeon Master beforehand. Yes, thank you. Uh, the word left my brain. I got and you. I, I don't worry. Not remember what it was. <laughs> I, I could sense the the gears were gonna. I was like, wait, 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 wait. She needs some help. <laughs> thank you. Let me mansplain it to you real fast, okay? Okay, perfect. Oh. Thanks. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think if you discuss it with your DM beforehand and you work it out with them, it is okay but I don't think you should be playing a chaotic evil character as a player. Amen. Um, what other stereotypes of rogues are there? I spent my life on the streets. The, the urchin, the homeless person, all that stuff. Um, yeah, They like black. <laughs> they do. That's true. They wear all black constantly. And, I feel and like, they're always wearing hood. Yes, always with a... And I, that leads in... That's a good point with like, I feel like if you ever meet a mysterious person in a, in a, uh, um, in a tavern, they're either one of two classes. We brought one up last time when we had a class discussion, ranger or a rogue. 
Like you always meet them. Nice. They're the they're the mysterious guy in a tavern or in a crowd. Also, they love to commit crime. They love yeah. to, they are your how many times have you seen a DD meme where it's your your rogue being the guy that's like, oh, why like being the one committing the crime and then the paladin is the one saying don't do that. Like so every single times. one. Every that's single a one classic that's a classic D D meme format. Yes, it, it's so so popular, and I think it's because that stereotype of rogues are your like Haley was saying, your sneaky stealth pickpocketers. And that's not bad because obviously that's what they're made for is to be your stealth, your, uh, your sneaky people. Uh, that's just a major stereotype that if you, you're wanting to avoid stereotypes when you create a rogue, how do you flavor that in a way that it's not just typical? Um, I, I for example, I would love to play a rogue who's actually like the, the king's son, but he was more hired out to do like roguish things for the king and all of that instead of just oh hey i'm the poorest of the poor and i've had to make my like sam said make my life on the streets i come from a noble family and i'm getting paid to do this stuff by my dad so i think that's an interesting concept um it is an interesting in that concept. way um what are the we Haley brought them up but Let's talk about that now. What are the main features that make the rogue unique compared to all the other classes? Well, the first one is going to be sneak attack. What is sneak attack? Yeah. And why is that essential to, uh, to know about a, th uh, about a say, thief, a rogue? So your sneak attack, and this starts at first level. Um, once per turn, you can deal an extra 1d6 damage to one creature you hit with an attack if you have advantage on the attack roll. But you don't need advantage on the attack roll if another enemy of the target is, in, is within five feet of it. Um, and that scales as you level up. It levels up every two levels, I believe. Yeah, and it can go all the way to 10d6. Well, that's at level 18 Which, or 20? 20. 19. I thought it was at 19. Oh, yeah, 19. Which isn't completely unbalanced whatsoever. I mean, but what, what level are you, what campaign are you getting to level 19 in? Good point. This campaign. Hey, what, what if you crit on that? <laughs> the campaign of life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if you crit on it, it's insane. Yeah, with how we do crits, it would be absolutely like 10 d6 is an average of about 30 35 points of damage mm, roughly, so roughly yeah. 35 so if you crit on that and how we do crits it's a homebrew rule where you roll the number you roll the dice double the number on the dice and then add your modifier so you'd be doing an average of 70 points of damage one turn i had one dm who just did max damage times two. Oh my gosh could you imagine that that's insane yeah, that's 120 just from freaking sneak attack damage at level nine. Yeah, that that's doesn't even count what your weird. weapon does. That's insane. That's and, gross. Oh my gosh! And I think that brings up sneak attack. Rogues don't get multi attack. They don't get any like sneak attack is basically the main feature when it comes to combat for them, and it mm -hmm. really sits sets them apart as your DPS, meaning damage per second dealer. Um, 
or I guess your your high damage dealer in your campaign. Like you have your brutes, your tanks, your fighters, um, your healers, support. You have your mage and all that, your glass canyons. But rogues are your get in, do high damage, get out. And I think that's something maybe we wanted. Like I think it'd be fun to kind of sort all the classes into their like distinct roles and kind of talk about that like on a on a social media post or something. Uh, but I feel like rogues because of sneak attack fit in well to that dps damage per second that quick damage output roll and they mm -hmm. do it better than anyone else um sneak attack what are some of their other main features Evasion. i'm gonna keep talking if you guys don't stop me I mean, that's what I did for the Paladin episode. I say go wild. <laughs> Hunter was going to say something, though, so. Yes, go, yeah, Hunter. Freaking, freaking evasion. I love it, and Ooh. I hate it at the same time. Um, but just the ability to... Evasion is a feature you get at 7th level. And whenever you have to make a dexterity save uh, that would cause damage to you you automatically only take half the damage if you do not succeed and then you take no damage if you do succeed which is kind of nuts because you know i like fireball and some rogue out there is gonna be like huh guess what i don't care <laughs> evasion's broken yeah rogues rogues are broken they're definitely one inside. of the more broken classes. Oh, yep, they're broken inside too. They're broken in many ways. Okay. Well, sometimes when I think of rogues, I just think of that subreddit where it's just r slash I'm 14 and this is deep. No. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> That's an accurate description of every rogue ever. That's Thank so you. true. That's, okay, that's all. Anyway, continue. Oh my gosh. Oh no! <laughs> we can skip the stereotype section. That, uh, yeah, we're done. That's, that's, it. that's it. We're not even. On, we moved <laughs> the main right. features. We're on main features now, and that just is amazing. And I love that. That is a main feature. Is it's deep always. It's constantly deep. Uh, <laughs> let's see. We have sneak attack, evasion, cunning action. Is an is is another good combat tool. Cunning action allows you. Because in D and D, when you for all other classes that don't have uh, this or another thing that can give them the ability to use your bonus action in this way, you have to use your action to d take the dash action, disengage, or hide. But as a rogue, cunning action allows you to do that as a bonus action, which is absolutely insane. Because if you hide and they can't see you, it gives you advantage. And if you have advantage on your roll against anyone. It allows you to do sneak attack damage, which is your main source of damage output. So cunning action is key almost in a sense to using sneak attack um, in combat or any other. And I guess combat is really the only way you can use those those features. But yeah, uh, cutting action, evasion, sneak attack. Uncanny dodge. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yep. Yeah. When an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to have the damage against you. Rogues are so good at just evading damage, okay? They really are. <laughs> it doesn't matter what happens. They're just evading all damage. It, it's gross. But, um, 
<laughs> building off of the uh, the cunning action that you were talking about, the ability to hide as a bonus action, reliable talent at 11th level, you get to treat any ability check that you roll a 9 or lower, you automatically get to count that as a 10. So using that cunning action, if you were to hide and you were to roll a nat 1 on that hide, you could just be like, oh, guess what? Reliable talent, count it as a 10. But then you can also add expertise. Rogues are able to get two uh, abilities, what are they called? Skills, excuse me, mm -hmm. um, at level one, and they can, they basically double their proficiency modifier whenever they make that ability check, which is absolutely disgusting now with reliable talent because you can be like oh i rolled a one guess what now it's a 10 oh let me just add i don't know plus five for my dex modifier plus we'll put it at like a plus three for my proficiency so add that to a six boom i get a 21 because i rolled a one gross rogue suck i hate them they're broken they're amazing <laughs> Too bad if you roll a natural one, uh, you rolled a natural one, and I, it's funny to make it sad. Even though you got the same percent to roll any other die, it's funny. Um, well, I feel like it's different with reliable talent. Actually, I would, for me, if that were still to happen, a natural one is a natural one no matter what. Mm -hmm. yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You're running the game with your rules. Most, most, like, skill checks can't technically fail or, like, critical fail or succeed. But if you're all natural one, or e and even a natural 20, I usually allow an automatic pass, except for the one skill, the saving throw you guys have to make. Um, I'm so, so pissed about that. Yep, good luck ever making that one. I will say Mar, Mar didn't make it, but he now knows the secret. Um, anyway, reliable talent. I think those are your big main ones when it comes to um, a rogue. Is there any other ones? I'm, I, I feel like I'm forgetting another one, but I'm probably not. Um, I mean, at 14th level, you get blind sense, so you are aware of the location of any invisible creature within 10 feet of you, but not many campaigns go that high. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, how do you guys build your rogues? Like, what ability scores do you use? What... Like what? When you guys build your rogues, what do you like to add to your your character? And I'm gonna ask. All you need is decks. All you need is decks. Absolutely, Kendall. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, there yes. we go. What? Wh how do you? How do you like to build your rogues? Um, I've only built one rogue, and I would say of decks for sure. You want to make sure that's one of your highest. Um, and then I want to say Constitution. Am I right in that? Yeah. Depends I, how you want to yeah. do it. I feel like Dex, yeah, that's what exactly what I was going to say, what, what Haley said. Dex, no matter what, should be your high, highest because that's what you go off of. But then you could do strength, you can do intelligence, you can do charisma. I actually really like having a charismatic rogue. Everin's second high, Everin, uh, Kendall, his second yeah. highest is charisma. Okay. That's how I because like to that. build mine too. Mm -hmm. He has two, I rolled two 18s when I was making Everin. So he has, and I've then been able to get them both up to 20. Okay. So his charisma and dexterity are both the highest they can go. But I feel like most, I, rogues might be the most versatile when it comes to how you can do your, your, skill, your ability points. 
I personally wouldn't put strength super high just because rogues are proficient with finesse weapons. They're not proficient with martial weapons. And your sneak attack only works with finesse weapons, right? Finesse weapons, exactly. But you you can use your dex. I think I wanted my rogue to be really buff. Nope, not allowed. Absolute (laughs) unit. Kendall's locking is just punching the wall. Um, Absolutely. Yes. I think it really depends on what subclass you pick. Like for Arcane Trickster, I would pick Intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like to be one of your big scores. But yeah. 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 And I think that's where the, the versatility comes in is with their subclasses and just how you want to build your character. Most, most other classes, like a spell cast, like Paladins, you have to have two your charisma modifier and your strength modifier basically have to be your top two. And then since you're a tank, you want your constitution higher. And then since you don't want to have a crappy AC, you might want your dexterity next, which then leads, oh, intelligence wisdom might be a little lower. But with rogue, you can have your wisdom higher. You can have your intelligence higher. You can have your charisma strength. Yeah, I agree with Haley. It doesn't have to be high. You can have your constitution higher if you want more damp, like health and all that. Like it's so versatile in the way you want to build them that dexterity is the highest you can go. Like Kendall said, if you want to do arcane trickster subclass, intelligence would be next or whatever you would want to do with that. What is your guys' this is something I I rogues have one of two weapons. They either have a rapier or a dagger. And I find those boring. What are some other weapons that they could use mm-hmm. instead? Daggers okay, are cool. I... Daggers are cool, but every <laughs> single rogue has those. What's something okay, can unique? Can I tell you what my rogue does with her daggers, though? Because I think it's so fun. She spins them on her finger. Ha ha ha. No, she Sorry. has them connected together with a 15-foot chain. Okay, that's... See, flavoring it like that is kind of dope. Okay, okay that's sick. <laughs> Rapiers are boring. You're not fencing, okay? That's my opinion when it comes to that weapon, okay? <laughs> uh, that's fair. I feel like, I don't know if these are finesse weapons, but scimitars, like dual-wielded scimitars would be sick. I'm looking up finesse weapons right now. Daggers, darts, Ooh. rapiers, <laughs> scimitars are finesse. Ooh, let's really? go! Short sword, a whip. Those are all Very your nice. finesse weapons. There are there are one, two, three, four, five, six finesse weapons. I guess there's not a wide range of finesse weapons in D and D for rogues to use. No, there's they not. Can also, they can also use ranged weapons for their sneak attack. Oh yes, yeah. Snake, so. yeah. You can use that. So crossbows are popular. Crossbows are yeah, and bows are very popular. Rapiers are probably popular because they're the highest damage output out of all of those weapons, all the melee weapons, um, with a 1d8, which it just pokes things. I feel like I could do more damage with a scimitar. Anyway. (laughs) Slash with a rapier? I don't want to hear it. They do piercing damage. They do do piercing damage, but depending on the style of rapier, it is possible to slash things with it. Womp womp. Actually, <laughs> rapiers can do all sorts of things. Womp womp. Yes, that is exactly what I sound like, Sam. Thank you. All right. See, those are some things you can do to build. Uh, if you want a really dope uh, idea, go with Haley's idea, because that is so sick. 
the that daggers on chains. That is phenomenal and very well done. Um, Do you want to know where I got the idea? Uh, Scorpion. What'd you say? Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Uh, no, it was actually Trevor from Castlevania. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I haven't, haven't played it. Get over Who's here, Trevor. Trevor's from, from Castlevania. Oh, sorry. My mistake. I yeah. should know what Castlevania <laughs> is. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> All right. Subclass. He's a, he's a character in the Castlevania, the popular game series Castlevania. Um, it's about Dracula. Um, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a cool game. Oh, I think I've seen that. It's where they have that big hotel and it's like a movie series. No, that's nice. Transylvania. Yep. That's different. <laughs> Close. No, that's exactly it. Favorite subclasses. <laughs> uh, rogues have a very wide range of subclasses. Uh, we talked about one with Arcane Trickster. Um, I feel like this is another... Again, this is just my opinion. You guys can fight me on this. Uh, the Rogue is another one where I feel like there are, are really good ones and then some that are cool concepts but don't hit the mark when it comes to it. But they're still... They're, they're very roleplay flavorful, and that's why I still like them. But in actuality, their combat and their abilities aren't as good. Um, that's my opinion, because I love like Inquisitor and, and Mastermind. Those are like my two favorite ones, but compared to some of the other ones, they're not as good. What is your guys' favorite subclasses, and why is that your favorite? Haley. My favorite subclass is the Phantom subclass. I um, honestly forgot me... about that. How? And, and you play it literally every it, single time. I do, literally every single time, because it's my favorite. And it's cool! <laughs> it is cool! It's gonna... super cool! I was going to say the Phantom's my favorite, too, so go off, Haley. I will, Kendall. Don't worry. Okay. Um, so, I'll just read you guys the little introduction paragraph. Um, Many rogues walk a fine line between life and death, risking their own lives and taking the lives of others. While adventuring on that line, some rogues discover a mystical connection to death itself. These rogues take knowledge from the dead and become immersed in negative energy, eventually becoming like ghosts. Um, thieves' guilds value them as highly effective information gatherers and spies. So, um, it's, it's super cool. And their little, like, um, subclass feature thingies, the names of them, are so cool. There's Whispers of the Dead, Wails from the Grave, Tokens of the Departed, Ghost Walk, and Death's Friend. Um, let's see. My personal favorite, I think, would be... Well, combat-wise, it's going to be Wails from the Grave. That one lets you, after you deal your sneak attack damage... You can target a second creature that you can see within 30 feet of the first creature. Roll half the number of sneak attack dice for your level, round it up, and then that second creature takes necrotic damage equal to that roll's total. Which is super cool, and you can use that feature a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you get them back after a long rest. 
But um, role-playing-wise, I think Tokens of the Departed is probably the coolest. Um, when a life ends in your presence, you're able to snatch a token from the departed soul and a sliver of its life essence takes form. And you can do that as a reaction when a creature dies within 30 feet of you. And each little token kind of... Well, the DM determines what your token looks like. And then each one has a... You can use your soul trinkets in different ways. You can uh, have advantage on death saving throws or constitution throws. Um, you can deal... When you deal sneak attack damage, you can destroy the trinket and then immediately use whales from the grave without expending one of your uses. And you, the last one, as an action, you can destroy the, t the trinket no matter where it's located. And when you do so, you can ask the spirit that was trapped in that trinket one question. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. They're just super cool. Kendall, did you, you said that was your favorite as well, Phantom? Yes, this is my favorite as well. Do you wanna do you wanna build off that? Uh she basically said everything I wanted to say. Um so no thoughts, just vibes. Well no, what what you can say the same like what's your opinion on it? Like, yeah, she said everything okay. you wanted to say, but what is the Kendall lookout on it? So um the Kendall outlook on it is I don't I really I really like the I'm a role-play heavy person. Sorry, my voice is going on the decline. Sorry, guys. But I'm a role-play heavy person. So if there is ever a cool like role-play concept in a subclass, I'm all there for it. Um, and I really like the Tokens of the Departed ability. Um, I think that Soul Trinket thing is sick. And I could, I think um, it could have a lot of potential role-play-wise and for the character that you're playing. I also like the Whispers of the Dead aspect because it really kind of connects with that idea that they are connected to death in that way. Uh, Whispers yeah. of the Dead allows them to change uh, proficiency with a skill or tool after every short or long rest, which is honestly really, really good. Because then let's yeah. say you're going into a more treacherous like a canyon of some sort, we're going to be doing more acrobatic uh, skill checks. Take a short rest and just change your proficiency over, proficiency over to that. Boom. Yeah. Like it, it, the role play aspect of Fan of the Dead is really, really cool. And it's also, this might be one of the best, if not the best uh, rogue subclass. Yeah. Um, mm hmm. Yeah, and then also you could utilize that roleplay-wise just for information gathering um, with Whispers of the Dead, for sure. Like, I don't know. I would just be really cool to, like, roleplay or be a character that hears dead people. Like, that is, like, one of the coolest things ever. Is the boy from The Sixth Sense a phantom rogue? Yeah, 100%. Oh Klaus from Umbrella Academy is a phantom rogue. Oh my gosh. Yep. We'll talk about yeah. that in a bit, but ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad I brought that up, but also I needed to bring it up. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched that show. <laughs> Watch it. 
I never have either, Whoa. but you should watch it. Sam. Sam, Sam, Sammy, Sam, Sam. Do you even have to ask? I'm asking. You know what it is. My brain's not coming up with it right now. What is it? <laughs> I'll, I'll let you take a guess. Um, assassin. No, swashbuckler. swashbuckler. I just No, no, no. I take that back. I look over. No, you, I look you over gave my your list. Guess. You're a failure. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Don't your have to life that means up. nothing. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> swashbuckler is the best subclass. One, you're a pirate. Two, you get to be up in people's face. You don't have to be a coward. And three, you're a pirate. So besides being a I pirate, what do you like about it? So, <clears throat> I gotta crack my back. Okay. So almost right out of the gate, at third level, you get this lovely skill called fancy footwork. And as long as you... Uh, make an attack you don't even have to hit an attack but as long as you make an attack the person you are attacking can't make attacks of opportunity against you which puts a lot of create not creativity gives a lot of opportunity for really speedy builds where you could just run in you slap someone and you run away and they can't catch you or do anything about it i think that's fun and it's not cowardly because you're not hiding in a bush. You could use it to hide in a bush and then go back and hide in the bush. You could, but that's lame. But it saves you a uh, uh, the bonus action disengage or cutting action disengage. You don't need to do that. You can just walk away. They can't do jack. And I also like it because Rackish Audacity gives them another oh, way yeah. to use sneak attack. Do you want to talk yeah, about you that? Don't you don't need advantage. You don't need someone next to someone for sneak attack. You can just sneak attack. It's just there. Yeah, it's, it's, you basically just, as long as you don't have advantage, you can use sneak attack. Which is fantastic. Which is cool. Because how often, how often do you just casually have advantage? Honestly, let's be honest. Like, you have, if you play it right, you should have, have advantage almost every time. If you have a melee character, at two well, melee characters, yeah, well, no, no one plays optimally. That's boring. You're right. But if you min-max the F out of everything, you could. It's boring. You're right. I agree. No. You also, yeah. you also get an ability to charm people with, with your, your, your piratey, roguish charm. Uh, it's called panache, which is a fun little, fun little word. You should use that one of these uh, intros for an episode. Right, what does he even uh, mean? Flamboyant confidence or style of manner is panache. Yeah. Hmm. Just like how I'm talking tonight, I'm definitely not exhausted and it's definitely not showing with, with my speech. Um, but what panache does, uh, a target that you can see, you get to make a persuasion check against them, a contested one. And if they fail, they have disadvantage on everyone but you. So... It's kind of like a, a forced duel. It's really fun. They can do some other boring stuff uh, later on. Uh, like if you miss, you get to roll again. But uh, to, to see if you hit, it's like That's just really free advantage. Good, <laughs> it's free advantage, I guess. But why would you want that when you could just be a pirate and push people off boats and not worry about attacking at all? You right. Yeah. You right. No, true, Sam. True. 
Hunter. I'm sorry for this uh, slurred mess of a, of I a discussion. Every- I am exhausted. We understood every word he said. Don't oh. worry. Hunter, what is your favorite subclass? Funny enough, mine is also Swashbuckler. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of it. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different subclasses, everyone. And we have talked about two. It's just <laughs> pirates. Let's go. I can talk about every single one of them if you want me to. Don't worry. We'll, probably, we'll need to discuss a few other ones. But yeah, we're talking about you, you guys' favorites, and that's okay. So uh, uh, my is... second choice was actually Swashbuckler. Oh, my Anyways. gosh. <laughs> what, who is, why do you like Swashbuckler, Hunter? Because freaking pirates are dope. And I mean, a lot of the concepts of this, I mean, the combination of fancy footwork as well as panache for me just screams like classic, like pirate duels. Just get in there, strike, say, say something to throw your opponent off and then dash away without them being able to do anything to you. It's fun. It's cool. I still kind of hate rogues, but this makes it slightly better. So what I'm hearing is at least among this group, the most popular rogue subclass is the least rogue-like. Yes. I, heard no. rogue I love it. Sword. I love it. Hey, but the word rogue doesn't mean, like, sneaky thief, right? Yeah, but it's just basically <laughs> a fancier fighter. What Swashbuckler is. If you think is. about it, and it, 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 etymology-wise. Etymology? <laughs> etymology-wise. No. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with this. Keep going. <laughs> I'm interested. Well, now I need to look up the etymology. The origin. I already <laughs> looked it up for you. Uh, Can someone Latin, define it's... etymology? You don't know what <laughs> etymology is? It's Do you? The... Yes. It's like the study of words, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like study. The, where words come from and all that. A vagrant. That's words don't do good in Sam's mouth. No comment. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the study of the origin of words. Okay, I just had to make sure I was right. Yeah, um, so it's yeah, it's Latin, and it's denoting an idle vagrant or related to obsolete slang, which is Roger. Roger, but that means vagrant beggar. So, like a vagrant, a um, drifter, like not drifter, grifter, things like that. Yeah, but Swashbuckler is my favorite class, too. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Join the bandwagon. No, my favorite one. Um, I really, I'm like Kendall. I'm a big roleplay person. So a lot of the subclasses I look for are your more roleplay. Like, you can use them in roleplay as well as combat. And I think one of the good ones for that is Inquisitive. I really, really like Inquisitive. Because I love the idea of not just having a rogue that's made to be an assassin, but a rogue that's more a detective in a sense. You know, your Sherlock Holmes, your, I can't think of any other detectives, Psych. They're, they're rogues. They're inquisitive rogues, okay? Um, Columbo, Monk, no. the entirety of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they are all inquisitive rogues, okay? Uh, <laughs> they are not bards Ooh. at all. But... The the roleplay aspect that you can have with the Inquisitive Rogue, where you can use your bonus action to make wisdom perception checks, which honestly sucks in combat. Um, yeah, that one's actually terrible. I don't know why I brought that one up. Um, whenever you make, I think a, you need to watch the swashbuckler. No, 
This is the one I like. That's, I read the wrong one. Ear for deceit. Whenever you make a wisdom insight check to determine whether a creature is lying, treat a roll of seven or lower as an eight. So you can't roll lower than an eight. And if you're building into that, you know, that detective look that I really like to do my inquisitive uh, rogues as, your insights can be one of the things you either are proficient in or you've given your expertise. So you may be only rolling like, the, the lowest you can roll or get is like a 15 which is insane already at level three. Um, insightful fighting, the ability to make a wisdom insight check as a bonus action on someone that is incapacitated and get a, uh, advantage on the attack roll. Um, so the ability you have to utilize that sneak attack with insightful fighting. Steady eye, you have advantage on any wisdom perception or intelligence check if you move no more than half your speed on the same turn. Uh, unerring eye, just there's a bunch of different things that I feel like for role play wise are really, really great. Is great. Is this the if you're going for a heavy combat campaign or a heavy combat build, it's probably not the best one for that. But when it comes to all your um role play aspect, and if you really want to lean into that detective, a sneaky detective build, inquisitive, in my opinion, is the best for that. I like Swashbuckler, I like Phantom. Um, I just really, really like inquisitive, uh, off that. Um, what do you guys think is the most popular subclass? Assassin. Assassin. Would they, would it be more popular than arcane trickster? I think assassin. so, because, um, when you think rogue, you think assassin and okay. arcane trickster just no offense to all the people who like to play Arcane Trickster. There's nothing wrong with it. This is just my personal opinion. If you're going to do Arcane Trickster, just be a wizard. My exact opinion. Really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. That's my, pers my personal opinion. You can play however you want to play, but I personally would not play an Arcane Counter argument. Trickster. What if you want to inspire your character off of like the death eaters in harry potter those are arcane tricksters they're wizards mm. those are more like liches i'd say that they're a wizard with a disguise kit i don't think that makes them an arcane trickster rogue agree to disagree <laughs> not allowed we have to have fine like final opinions and you have to oh, then in that case, Swashbuckler is number one. Just kidding. It's a joke. Uh, I think Assassin and Arcane Trickster might be your top two. Actually, I don't know, because Thief is popular, too. Yeah. Really? Thief? It is. Like, when you think of Rogue, you, like, the idea of having magic as a rogue is appealing to people. The, uh, uh, the idea of assassinating people is appealing. And then the idea of just stealing things. You don't, like... Thieves are just like rogues are just thieves, and you can really lean into that by just being a thief. <laughs> I Very feel like true. those three, and they're they're in the basic player's handbook, so it makes sense why they probably would be the most popular. But they're just all super popular in that sense because they do what they're supposed to do very well. One's an expert assassin, one's an expert thief, and one's a wizard rogue. Like they fit very well for the theme that they're going for. What do you Very think is true. what do you think is the least popular one? Scout. 
I was going to say either Scout or maybe mm, Soul Knife. Oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but Hunter, when he said Scout, it kind of cut off at the beginning for me. So I thought he said Gout. I, I heard Gout. <laughs> I heard Scout. <laughs> My favorite D&D's rogue subclass, subclass, Gout. Gout. Okay, anyway, continue. Anyways, I think Scout or Soul Knife, just because they're not... I don't know, Soul Knife is kind of hard to learn, because it brings in a lot of... I think Soul Knife is like a mixture of rogue and monk, so a lot of people don't think about it, and Scout... <clears throat> It's boring. Yeah, it, like a thief does, but is a better scout. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I feel like soul knife. So there used to be in the older editions of D anD D, there was the psionic subclass, which would use like your psion the power of the brain, the, the psionic powers, um, to do whatever they do. And then D anD D, I remember when these ones came out, um, they had a whole different sign. They had a sorcerer psionic, they had a fighter psionic, and a rogue psionic. And I think my biggest issue with these is they're just, they, they're not super interesting in that way. Like, why would I, like, I would rather play Arcane Trickster if I wanted magical abilities. Yeah. Like, I, I get more magical abilities, quote unquote, with um, Arcane Trickster than I would Soul Knife. And they, I've, go ahead. I was just going to say, I've read through Snolt. Through Soul Knife. Snow Knife. So many. Snow Knife. <laughs> I've read through Soul Knife so many times and I still can't tell you how to play it. I have no I I would have no idea how to even play it. It's it's definitely like the, the psionic classes subclasses are very unique in that sense. I think sorcerer is the most the least complex one, which is surprising because I, I put sorcerer as like the most complex class. But their psionic mind subclass or whatever it's called uh, is the most simple of the psionic abilities. Like Soul Knife is just, I don't, I, it's just weird. If you're wanting like psychic powers, go ahead and do that. But if you're wanting just to be magical, go with Arcane Trickster. But yeah, Scout, Mastermind, Soul Knife were my three as well. Like I don't even really know what Mastermind does. I had someone say that Mastermind is just James Bond. Ooh, that's a, that's, yeah. I get that's many spies, couriers, and schemers follow this archetype. Yeah, 100% is exactly what that is. Yeah. So if you want to be James Bond, that's a, I've never, there you go. Yeah, I've never thought of being James Bond in a D&D campaign, but that's perfect. Huh. I wish I remember who told me that. Uh, Jimmy. Thanks to whoever you were. Um, it was Candace. I did used to play with a Candace. <laughs> pop culture, rogues in pop culture. What characters or celebrities would be a rogue? Man, specifically Arkham Batman. Oh, Arkham Batman, yes. <clears throat> I, I feel like you, Batman in general is a rogue. Yeah. He's a monk rogue mix, but Arkham Batman would be almost like an inquisitive rogue. Then he's just yeah. an absolute menace, dude. Holy crap. I love those games. Those are good games. Okay, hear me out. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Peter Peter Pan. Okay, I can get behind that one. Swashbuckler. He be snatching kids. Oh, that's... <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> we just had 
had to bring some way of hurting kids into this. That's not what I was going with. I was like swashbuckler rogue. Like that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, his... no, it's because he kidnaps children. And it's like it, it, two things can be true at the same why, time. But why do rogues oh. have to kidnap children? <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Um, I've got a couple. If you will just let me Rapid throw my fire. list do out it, there. Do it. I've got Jin Erso from Star Wars, Black Widow from Marvel, Mystique from DC, and Bilbo Baggins. Oh, okay, yeah. I like Bilbo those. Baggins. those are, that's a good list. There's no controversial ones in that one, like Peter Pan kidnapping children. <laughs> you were, no, Wait, you, Kendall, this one is kidnapping controversial. Okay, anyway. Whoa. I thought it was just universally decided to be bad. It, you're right. I mean, that's fair. You're, you're not wrong on that. Yeah. I was saying the, the, and never mind. I agree with all this, Haley, okay? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Hunter. <laughs> um, I don't know why you're deflecting it to me, but sure. Um, I had Jack Sparrow on my list. That's a good one. Oh, good one. Um, I did as... say I was muted, Hunter, but I agree with you. I did say every pirate ever. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, I also had Ezio from Assassin's Creed. That, yep, yeah, that's an obvious. Mm -hmm. Ezio. And, and Any then, of the assassins yeah, uh, up then, to Odyssey. Yeah. And then Loki, Arcane Trickster. That, those yeah. are good ones. Yep. Yep. Kendall, did you have more? I do. I have a list. <laughs> uh, we'll go with Sam. Sam, do you have some before the <laughs> list is? <laughs> hey, Kendall, you got any? Anyway, Sam. Yeah, you yeah. know, I kind of want to give Kendall her time. Go no, for it, Kendall. The reason I was saying... Oh, fine. Kendall, go ahead. I did say every pirate ever. Okay, okay. that works. Okay. Um, so I haven't seen the movie, but I saw a breakdown of the movie. But that one guy from V for, Vendetta, uh, v for Vendetta. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, a good um, movie. The Phantom of the Opera. <gasps> yes. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Annabeth Chase from Percy Jackson. Not vibes, just mechanics. Um, that those are not her vibes. But I need to reread those books. Honestly, yeah, I, she's I, I... a dagger wielder, and she has an invisibility cap, so she's a sneak. She uses sneak attacks a lot. Um, <clears throat> then Klaus from the Umbrella Academy. Um. This one is mainly vibes. I don't know if it's mechanics, too, but Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She gives off very strong rogue vibes. You're she right. She does. Um, and then I don't know if anybody else has seen this movie, just me and my siblings, but there was this movie from the early 2000s with... Um, what's I don't remember the actor's name, but he plays Quicksilver. Uh, but it was called The Thief Lord. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen You've it. You've seen The Thief Lord? I've seen The Thief Lord. Yeah. Wasn't okay, that a that book at one point? It was? Yeah. I think I've read the book. But yeah. Okay, that's it, my list. Uh, the, other, the other ones I had had already been mentioned, so. <clears throat> uh, I think we're missing the most important um, rogue out there, okay? Very well known, very popular. It comes from a very popular movie franchise that we all love, except for the last three uh, movies that came out. Oh of boy. the main trilogy, of the main things. Han Solo. Han Solo uh, is a rogue. He's okay. like the quintessential rogue. And you didn't, no one mentioned him. I know. Like the personality, the motivations, all of that. Mm -hmm. Dang. He's a rogue. 
And it makes I, I kind of want to argue this and play devil's advocate. I feel like he's more of a gunslinger. But gunslinger's not an official uh, D&D um, subclass. It is <laughs> Shut up. Uh, and Sorry. it would be in, in the aspect you could say, okay, he uses a crossbow instead. Like he's sneaky. He's literally part of like, he's literally in the drug running business, smuggling business. Um, it's he's a rogue hundred percent. I will say if we're including Han Solo, then that also means that Hondo Onaka is a rogue. Okay. I'm, I'm down sure for that. that none of you know who that is. Yeah, I've known who from uh, Clone Wars. Yes, I know who he Clone is, Wars, and he's one of the best characters in Clone Wars. I will not be taking any arguments. I'm trying to remember who he is. He's Just look the... it up. He he's voiced by Winnie the Pooh. Isn't he like the <laughs> everyone thinks he's annoying, or is it that everyone thinks he's really cool? Which one I is think, it? I don't. I don't know who people. I don't think I've ever heard somebody say he's annoying. I'm trying to think of who it is. I don't know. Uh, Agent Forty Seven from the Hitman series. Yeah, uh, literally is just a rogue. Sneaks in, still disguises. He's an assassin. Sherlock Holmes as a rogue, uh, inquisitive. Any of your sure. your major detectives in that sense could be could be uh, rogues. Well, you could put. Could you put Star Lord as a rogue? Yes, <laughs> I remember in the Bard episode I mentioned he was a Bard a Bard rogue. Bard works. Bard works. Bard does work. Yeah, Bard, bard. rogue. I think that's why I remember hearing that because he's definitely he's a, definitely a bard. I mean, literally, he dances his whole first opening scene in Guardians of the Galaxy one. But I think a rogue fits well with him. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other like famous no. ones we're missing. Um, real oh, I'm life sure person there is. Who is one? A real life person who? Oh yeah. You ever heard of a man named Sir Christopher Lee? Rest in peace. Oh King. my gosh. <laughs> Amen, brother. I thought you were going to say D.B. Cooper. No. Oh, that's another good one, too. Oh. There you go. That's I like that one. Well, I'm going to say Christopher Lee, the literal inspiration for James Bond. Man was a rogue. Yeah. James Bond, another one, yeah. D.B. Yeah. Cooper, if you don't know who D.B. Cooper is, go look him up. Freaking crazy. Um, I'm going to look that up. He's really, really cool. Wait, um, you don't know who D.B. Cooper is, Hunter? Nope. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'll tell you after the after we're done. Um, I'm also thinking of Nightcrawler from X Men. Yes, yes. Yeah, Nightcrawler. <laughs> is there is there any other superheroes that could fit in this category? Superman. My brain. Superman. <laughs> no. Darth Vader. Maybe no. <laughs> no. Maybe he is not. Maybe Violet from The Incredibles, since she can go invisible, but I feel like that's a bit of a stretch. Just because, yeah. Mm. Just cause she's a sorcerer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that fits better. From the Stormlight Archive, uh, Wax and Wayne from Mistborn Era to our rogue. Um, you have... Oh my gosh, Haley. What? We missed the Six of Crows. Oh. We're so we dark. Talk. Who's <laughs> the Six of Crows? It's from, from the. The Shadow the and Six series. of Crows series, yeah. Oh yeah, Shadow. They're and whole. They're a group of thieves, basically. Uh, Every single one of them. They're amazing. My Dragonborn character in Skyrim is is a. Uh, I was gonna say every single stealth archer in Skyrim. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you that game. I always try to do something different. I would love to get into the magic of that game because I've not explored that mm. one bit. And then I just no. end up doing a stealth archer. 
every the stealth, single time. The stealth gameplay is so fun. It's anyway. so fun. Kendall. <laughs> yes. Did you ever read the Cruel Prince series? No. Oh, well, the main character, Jude, if any of you decide to read it, is 100% a rogue. Okay. Now I'm interested. I might read it. It's Ooh. very good. I'm, I'm curious your guys' thoughts on this. Would Gollum be a rogue? Yes. A very feral one, but yes. Gollum is a, a rogue warning story. Like, if you don't feed in water, you're <laughs> rogue. That's what happens. <laughs> true. True. That's, That's absolutely deep. what it is. I, is that everything? I think we've hit basically... I mean, obviously, there people can come up with way, way more. But I feel like we've gotten a good list of what you can, like, use as inspiration. So... Yeah. Um, is there anything else about rogues, Haley, and anyone else? I'm going to give it to Haley because this is her favorite class that you want to say. How are you going to convince uh, our listeners to play a rogue? They're just so fun. <laughs> the end. They're, really they're just fun. so fun. <laughs> they're fun combat-wise. They're really fun to do uh, role-play with. And you don't need to make your rogue the edgelord of the group they can be a normal person for me and i think who does a really good job at not making the rogue their edgelord of the group is actually amber in the monday group i forget a lot of the times that she's even playing a rogue amber does a really good job at her rogue yeah i will say the two rogues in both campaigns do really really well um amber um i like the idea that she just likes to pickpocket and like that's uh -huh. probably the most rogue-ish stereotype thing she does and then Brayden's character in Wednesday Night Group is literally split personalities so it's, it's really cool um, they, they both do phenomenal jobs and we'll give shout outs to them for how well they play their characters because of that I agree 100% and also um, in our mini campaign we have coming up I'll be playing a rogue so whoa Hey, they're going to know. <laughs> Mini campaign coming up, hopefully soon. That's, that's, that's our goal. Hopefully we'll be putting our first one up in the next few months. It'll be great. Fantastic. Um, I think that's everything then. That's it for the episode, everyone. Uh, rogues are fantastic. They're fun. They're definitely, they, they do their job well. That's the point of them. They do their sneaky, sneakity sneaks very, very well. Um, they're definitely, from the little bit I've played, are one of the more fun classes that you can play. One of the best classes if you're looking to make the best build out there for your D&D character. Rogues are absolutely fun. Um, I think we're going to skip reading the, because we're already at an hour long for this episode. And I'll be cutting out a lot of this episode, but still, um, I'm going to be cutting out this part too. I think... We wait till next week and we make sure we set time apart to read our Q and A's and stuff. Um, but yeah. Okay. Sound good. Okay. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to the episode. If you haven't already followed us on Spotify, please do. That really helps us get into that algorithm and that algorithm will then help us get out to more people so that we can build the, the podcast up and build um and and get more content out to you guys in that in that way 
if you haven't followed us yet on social media, make sure to go follow us on, we're both on Instagram and TikTok at Beyond the Tavern Wall. If you have any suggestions for episodes, comments about the episode, or questions in general, please send us questions at beyondthetavernwall at gmail.com. We read those a lot. We listen, we pay attention, and we do take your ideas into account and put them into our, into our episodes. Uh, we really appreciate any feedback we can get so that we can better our podcast. Um, we want to thank those who are directly supporting us as well. We appreciate you guys a ton for, for helping out in that way. Um, it really means a lot to us and for, for what we do. We love doing this. We want to be able to do this. We want to be able to do this full time. So any help that we can get is, is, is helpful in every way possible. Um, I have the side quest for today, and I think I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Um, I'm going to give you someone to share it with, but I want it to be shared in a different way. We really want this podcast to grow, and we want to make this the number one D&D discussion podcast on Spotify and Apple Music. That is our dream. And in order to do that, the best way to share this podcast is by word of mouth. By you guys, our listeners, going out and sharing the podcast with others. That's why we do these little side quests, is so that you guys can get out there and share share uh, the podcast that you guys enjoy, maybe make connections in that way, and then help the podcast grow. The side quest for this week is we would love if you would share on your social medias this episode or your favorite podcast episode whether it's last week when we talked about our campaign, or if you love our, when we discuss our favorite moments in D&D, or if you have a specific class that you love, share your favorite podcast episode on your social media accounts so that your friends on those can, that like D&D that maybe you haven't, don't know can see it as well. And then they can come over and help and listen and find a love for Dungeons and Dragons. That's your side quest for the week. Go out and share this podcast on your social medias. I believe that's everything else. So, without further ado, everyone, let's say our final goodbyes. Bye, Bye everyone. Everybody. Bye.